This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. Good morning, you're listening to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mokhtar. If your commute passes the Kelanajaya LRT station on the LDP highway, you can't miss the giant digital billboard stretching across six lanes of road. That prime advertising real estate, among others, belongs to Sunny Jaya, a main market-listed out-of-home media company. The company returned to the black in financial year 2022 after six consecutive annual losses and is currently in the midst of a three-year transformation plan. What is Sunny Jaya's strategy to become the leading out-of-home home media player in the country. Sunijaya CEO Jeff Chia joins me today to explain his vision. Jeff, good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Grill. Very good morning. Thank you, Shazana. Thank you for having me here. Now, you are an industry veteran of outdoor media with over 25 years of experience in different companies. In fact, the last time we spoke on this very show, uh, you were helping another out-of-home media player, Big Tree. Let's start with getting a bird's-eye view of the sector. How would you describe the Malaysian outdoor media landscape and how it's evolved over the past two decades? Um, the media has changed uh, over the years, especially the last 10 years, uh, from static uh, billboard to what you see now uh, on the road, uh, mostly turning to digital billboards. So, mm. so that is basically how fast it has changed in terms of the media dynamic. And for my last 25 years, of course, I think uh, uh, many things has changed, not just the media format, but in terms of media consumption and even the media buying pattern. Uh, clients are basically always looking for something that is uh, big, more impactful. Uh, compared to when we first started this industry, uh, clients are basically uh, looking for something that is uh, for the reach, going for format that's more affordable but today when we look at the trend the clients what they prefer what they want is actually something that is more impactful mm. and that is also the reason why we come up with the media such as the one that you just mentioned there's a spectacular gigantic uh, digital gantry because this is what the client wants you know over the last many years this is where we understand the trends of the clients, of the advertisers, and this is where we come up with the product to answer the demand. So the product itself is called Spectacular Giant Digital Gantry. So yeah, that just uh, shows a, the impact of it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So as and and you can see uh, the media formats are being built uh, now is just getting bigger and bigger, right? So because there's an appetite for gigantic format more impactful formats. Let's take a look at um, your mandate with Sunijaya because you were with Big Tree for 17 years <clears throat> before leaving in 2017 for other ventures and you joined Sunijaya in 2021 taking on the CEO job. Why were you tapped for this role at your one-time competitor? Uh, basically, I would like to uh, build my own journey. Uh, coming into Sunijaya, basically, uh, I have my own uh, shareholding in this organization and uh, it is basically building my own legacy after uh, spending 10 over years 20 years learning the business mm. learning the product uh, getting the networking and so this is where I think I want to spend whatever I have learned 
and building my own journey. Hmm. How big is Sunijaya compared to the competition at present? You know, what's the market share that Sunijaya has at present? Uh, Sunijaya is a well-known company in this industry, being in the market for close to 40 years. When we took over Sunijaya, what the very first thing that we did was to basically revamp the whole organization because after uh, many years of losses. So that is the very first thing what we need to do basically is to change and to revamp the whole organization. Mm. And when we talk about the revamping is basically uh, 360 degree. Uh, even from the branding itself, the logo has been changed, uh, the, mem- the people, the culture. And uh, the very first thing we did is to basically uh, eliminate uh, assets that's not profitable mm-hmm. and then put in new assets, creativity, putting in the new resources, new manpower. And that's what we did. And we did all this during the peak of the pandemic uh, in year 2021. And we also did company acquisition. We acquired companies uh, uh, during the peak of the pandemic. We couldn't even go out for for meeting. So what we did was that uh, we did an online meeting and that's how we acquired a company. So it's very much like uh, online shopping. it, it was a very difficult time for us, for mm. this industry. But I think uh, for us at Sunijaya, we took it as an opportunity. That's where we uh, consolidate uh, a few companies, putting all together. And when the MCO was lifted, that is where our business boom. Because with the, all the inventory that we have in hand, and also basically at that time after when we did the consolidation, we also put in new products. That's, uh, before we took over Sunijaya, Sunijaya had zero uh, digital billboard. And now in two years, we already have more than 30 locations of digital billboards. And that's how we have changed over the last two years. Okay. So you used the lull period during the pandemic to really look at how to re-strategize, reframe and relaunch uh, Sunijaya into an uh, outdoor media company that is perhaps more in tune with the digitalization of the age, right? You launched a three-year transformation plan as a result of that. Um, and the overarching goal is to turn Sunijaya into a leading outdoor advertising services provider in Malaysia. What are the targets that you've set to indicate when this goal is achieved? What exactly does it mean to be a leading outdoor media company? Um, I would say by providing a very comprehensive outdoor solution, that would be uh, my ultimate aim. Uh, it doesn't have to be really you know, the largest in terms of the inventory, mm-hmm. but I suppose by giving the most comprehensive solution or outdoor solutions, the comprehensiveness here basically referred to uh, not just the different products. Uh, it also can be in geographical location mm-hmm. because uh, looking at whole Malaysia, uh, there are many vacuums that we can put in the, the assets to give a more... Uh, complete solutions to the client. And other than location, uh, the other one is basically looking at our product portfolio, uh, reaching out to different people. Um, at this present moment, we, we have our products basically can reach out to different uh, uh, kind of uh, audiences. Uh, we have strip bunting, uh, targeting to the very localized community, to static billboard throughout the whole nation. We even have a bigger, more premium product 
and and even to the digital gantry. So this is how we widen our product portfolio to mm. give a better solutions. Do you have specific numerical targets that you're looking to achieve? Target, yes, we do. But I will say this is the, uh, is a journey, right? Um, it's a journey that we will basically build our uh, business. Mm. And I think the biggest target for me is giving good returns to all our shareholders. Uh, being a public listed company, my priority is to take care of the interests of all the shareholders. Uh, for the last so many years of uh, challenging times, I think uh, now that we see the light of Sunny Jaya, we took over the management in 2021. Immediately within the very first year, we already turned it to black. And we have been uh, doing, I'm personally, I'm very happy with the progress of Sunny Jaya. Mm. Uh, even during this uh, difficult challenging time, we still registered uh, more than 20% of growth. Mm. So I think, yes, uh, and again, we still have a lot of uh, projects in our pipeline for the year of 2024. So yeah, my ultimate game or my ultimate aim is to give good returns to all the shareholders. Can I ask how much investment are you channeling into this transformation plan? Is there a specific ringgit sum that you're allocating for this purpose? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, for the last two years, we have already invested close to uh, 15 million of uh, CapEx. And even for year 2024, this year, we are putting in another 15 to 20 million of CapEx, building more assets. Okay. And I want to talk about those media assets, because as you said, uh, you when you came in, you looked to revamp what the media assets were, letting go some of the less profitable locations, bringing on different types of uh, advertising assets. <clears throat> Can you talk to me about how much revenue is coming from these different offerings? How much of your revenue comes from bu- static billboards versus digital billboards versus mobile advertising? What's that breakdown look like? Yeah, our digital billboard now, uh, accounting to almost 40% of our revenue. Uh, even though it was just a two-year of uh, our business expansion into uh, digital billboard. Hmm. So it's giving good uh, contribution in terms of top line. So that's almost half already with just yes. 30 billboards. Yeah, that's right. Because we for for our new investment, we are looking at good yield product, high uh, yield product. So uh, that's why you can see uh, most of our latest digital rollout. Um, they are basically uh, higher products, big in formats or in series. So in that sense, how much does digital advertising comprise your portfolio at the moment? And how much are you looking to grow this? Uh, The 30 digital billboards, how much does that represent of your total assets? Uh, It's less than 10% of our uh, total inventory. And our new investment, definitely we still have uh, putting in... uh, Uh, our capex into both static and digital, but definitely more into digital. I see. Digital is less than 10% of your portfolio, but it seems to be giving the biggest returns. What about in terms of costs? How much does, how much are your profit margins or how much are your margins for digital billboards versus static billboards? Well, um, in terms of digital, definitely can, uh, our revenue is a lot higher Mm -hmm. uh, because in one single asset, we can get multiple clients. Uh, but at the same time, the capex, the operation costs are a lot higher compared to the traditional uh, uh, static billboard. Um, the reason why we are still continuing uh, investing into all these uh, digital billboard because there is a trend. Everything is already, you know, turning into digital and there's, already, there's a demand. And what we are trying to do is that we already have a very good coverage in terms of our static billboard and our digital billboard is still at its uh, infant stage. So, and we have to build 
our digital network. I'm not. I mean, we cannot just look at okay, what's the margin because the margin is good or because of, I think what we need to provide is a better solution, not mm-hmm. just looking at the margin per se. Of course, margin is very important for us, but in order for us to get better margin and to even get a uh, is basically via a market share. Yeah, we need to have a better market share, and to achieve that, we need to build a network. Mm. Okay, yeah. so that's the focus at the moment. That's right. Margins are secondary for now. You it's, really want to get the... Definitely, there's a, a good margin. Uh, there is a margin. Otherwise, we won't continue to go. But in order for us to improve the margin, is basically economy of scale, mm. right? So that is why we need to build a sizable network. I'm speaking to Jeff Chia, CEO of Sunny Jaya, the outdoor media advertising company. When we come back, what does BTS have to do with Sunijaya's future prospects? Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. Thanks for staying tuned to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mukhtar. And with me today is Jeff Chia, CEO of Sunijaya, the main market listed out-of-home advertising company. Earlier in the show, we were discussing the landscape of the outdoor media industry. How are you looking at expanding that presence across the nation? What are the greenfield opportunities for outdoor advertising? Where are the locations that are still unclaimed uh, that you're pursuing at the moment? Uh, I would say a lot of uh, media players or a lot of our competitors are putting a lot of effort putting up uh, digital assets in Clang Valley Mm. or uh, probably in the secondary uh, cities. But uh, to me, we need to go beyond that. We have to go definitely going, I'm already going beyond Clan Valley. Uh, I'm hoping to basically have some representations of our digital assets in uh, across all the states, uh, being better, be it whether it's our own assets or through partnership. So then eventually we can provide a nationwide digital billboard network. Hmm. Maybe talk to me about your Kelantan expansion because that was quite interesting. I felt, uh, why Kelantan, the northernmost state and arguably the, one of the poorest states, yeah? What what advertising value is there in Kelantan? Yeah, that's what a lot of people thought, you know, uh, Kelantan is probably, you know, uh, the poorest and whatnot. But when I visited uh, Kelantan, uh, Kota Baru in particular, I was actually quite amazed with the number of cars I mean, when I look at the traffic jams and, and looking at the local economy there and, and looking even the local billboards there, they are almost filled up. So Kelantan or Katabaru somehow is very different from most of the other states. Uh, even the supply chain, the ecosystem is very localized. You mm. can see a lot of the brands are basically very much focused only in Kelantan. They have their own coffee chain. They have a lot of their own local products and they advertise. And they advertise on our home media. Mm. So so that is where I find it very interesting. I find it quite uh, different. And at the same time, because there's an opportunity, when the opportunity arises, this is where we snap up the opportunity and we basically introduce a different kind of uh, outdoor media landscape in Kota Baru and is giving us a good presence. And it is also part of our strategy, you know, to give a nationwide uh, a presence. So regardless whether it's Kelantan, uh, even for other places, other cities, we will also take the, if there's such an opportunity, yeah, we will also grab the opportunity. And you talked about MA, which is something that you embarked on almost immediately after coming into Sunijaya, um, especially in the Klang Valley, where, as you said, a lot of it is pretty much saturated. All the billboards have already been claimed. Uh, is MA the 
best and most cost-effective way of, of getting those access? Uh, it really depends. Uh, for us as Sunny Jaya, we go for MNA simply because uh, it got to, we, we need to expand our inventory and, and to, to have our own positioning in this industry. Uh, we need to have, uh, have our own identity uh, positioning. Then only, you know, we'll be able to get uh, more market share. So M&A is the fastest way, mm. right? And the M&A at the same time, we are very selective. It could be an M&A that, is, that, has, that can bring synergy to our existing core business, right? So uh, we embark on a couple of uh, M&A at that time in 2021 because uh, at that time when we saw the opportunity of Andaman Group, it can give us a lot of uh, synergy. Um, the assets basically, it is the area, is the assets that we, we need to have the presence and, and that is the reason why we acquired the company. Yeah, so that is the fastest way. Are there any M&As currently on your radar that you're working on now? At this present moment, we have quite a lot of projects in hand, but that is basically through organic growth. Mm. For M&A, if there's an opportunity to come along and that can bring us a lot of synergy, yeah, definitely we'll consider. I want to take a look at uh, your financials um, and looking at the latest quarterly earnings report, revenue has improved year on year for the July to September quarter by 28%. It grew to 10.7 million ringgit. Your profit before tax, though, clocked in at just 21,000 ringgit, which is uh, 100% less than the corresponding 2022 quarter. What's eating up all your costs? <laughs> uh, I think that happened for a very good reason. Number one, um, compared to the previous year in 2022, uh, because there was a high earning in terms of a one-off disposable of our uh, asset. So in the year 22, uh, definitely you register or you can recognize a higher profit uh, through disposal of our, it's a one-off gain. Mm. Uh, at the same time, in quarter three this year, because of our exp- expansion plan, we have a lot of uh, uh, new businesses that we just got in. And we, you know, for any businesses, the new business especially, there's always a, this uh, gestation period, right? So when we first get in the businesses, the very first thing is to cost. Yeah, we have to spend a lot of money to secure the locations, to pay for whatever that we need before we put up even the structure. And then only the revenue will come in, mm. right? So that's what happened. In the quarter three this year, or year 23, we secured quite a number of uh, projects. And that's why there's a higher, it's a, it's a time where we have a higher leakage so in terms of the, the OPEX cost. Mm. Yeah. When but will- we, we can only get, uh, we can reap the, I mean, the return uh, later because you have to spend first, and then only you can get the revenue later. Uh, Revenue later. Okay. Revenue, one thing though, but what about in terms of costs? Because you mentioned earlier that the costs incurred to set up uh, and maintain digital billboards tend to be a lot higher than that of static billboards. And I imagine that electricity costs also form a major segment um, compounded by the increase in electricity tariffs last year. How are you managing those costs when you're also looking to expand your d- digital presence? Uh, then we got to be very selective. We have to be very careful in our this uh, uh, location selection. It got to be. We have to make sure that you know the locations, the product that we um, invest in can can sell, can do well. And the other way is basically in terms of our LED screens. Now we are going for uh, energy saving materials or 
so then the electricity consumption will be lower. Mm. So this is part and parcel of our strategy. Okay. I think it's noticeable that the level of debt that Sunijaya has taken on in 2022 and 2023, uh, as of September, you have debts of 1.7 million ringgit. And this is on top of fundraising exercises that you're doing. Um, you carried out a private placement in November 2021. I think you had another one in October 2023. All these funds, are this is this being used for the transformation plan? Is this related yeah. to that uh, 2015, 20 million capex that you're planning for this year? Yes, that's right. Uh, you see, for Sunijaya to be where we are, I mean, from so many years of losses to even just now, you mentioned quarter three, there was a small profit, but at least it's profitable, right? So how we turn around the company in such a short time is basically through uh, building our own assets, turning the company, uh, definitely we need a lot of funding. And basically how we raise funds is basically through selling off our non-core assets and uh, from private placement. Uh, I myself personally, I'm very uh, um, confident of uh, Sunny Jaya uh, for the next uh, financial uh, report because uh, quarter three, the small profit is exceptional, mm. as I said, because of high cost in securing businesses. And in quarter four, this is where you see the return in terms of not uh, there will be a spike in revenue as well as in profit. Mm. Uh, that's why, as what I mentioned earlier, you know, you have to pay first. There only the re, uh, the profit and the revenue will come later. So this is exactly what is going to happen in, in our next financial quarter. Mm. I think you clocked in 37 billion ringgit in revenues for mm -hmm. financial year 2022. Will that be surpassed? Uh, Definitely. Yeah, with all the efforts that we have put in, the capex we have put in, again, for uh, even our first nine months of 2023, we have already registered a 20% growth from financial year 20, uh, for the first nine months of uh, 2022. And this is all, you know, the efforts that we have put in, mm. in terms of expanding our geographical presence, as well as from our new investment in the, in the capex. You acquired intellectual property rights to the Beverse exhibition recently, and this seems a, a, a kind of a new foray into entertainment IP. Why are you taking this path? What is a what's the synergy with the, with entertainment IP and your outdoor media? Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people has been asking me this same, uh, same question. So my sim my answer is very simple. Uh, for two reasons. Number one is you know. Outdoor advertising is basically uh, renting our spaces. So uh, now when we acquired this uh, Beast Towers IP, it become a content driven. So this is how we can bundle our assets and we can s sell it to our clients mm. uh, via sponsorship or via partnership. And it has proven quite well for us. Uh, Beast Towers being a, a care pop, content and K-pop as you know is a very popular highly in demand for Malaysian community and the second reason is basically you know we we are doing a bit of diversification from B2B to now B2C mm. so this is where I think being a public listed company Sunijaya we also want to have more people a bigger community to know about us Sunijaya so hence we go into this uh, IP.
What kind of entertainment content would you be looking to embark in further? So you, I think you chose well with BTS. That okay, was thank you. Quite a strategic <laughs> choice. But looking forward, what other kinds of entertainment IP would you be interested to pursue? Well, I, I would say it is um, any IP that basically can bring us a synergy that can basically uh, bring us uh, good returns. So there's no, nothing in specific at this present moment, but we are in discussions with a couple of our other IPs. Uh, so long as it can bring synergy, can basically you know help us to uh, bundle together with our products and you know uh, monetize via uh, this sponsorship or partnership. Are you at liberty to share what those other IPs uh, are in talks with? Not at the present moment because it's still high PNC. It's still at a discussion stage. Okay, yeah. Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you very much. I've been speaking to Jeff Chia, CEO of Sunny Jaya. This has been The Breakfast Grill on BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.